How far did the march get? Yeah. We only got to about right here, right where the bus is parked. Oh my God. That's as far as we got. Wow. That's as far as we got. And, they, and not everybody the got out of the church. Yeah. The police shut us down. They stopped us right there. Whose idea was to have a night at March at night? I have no idea how that came about. The leaders made that decision. But you got to figure it was what? Six o'clock? Something like that. So it was just at dark. It had just turned dark. It was February the 18th. But the jail is on further down now, where Jimmy Lee was jailed. It's right over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we were headed. Yeah, we were headed over there. Where's the restaurant in which he was shot? It's no longer there. It's where the funeral home is now. It was called Max Cafe. It was immediately behind the church. Okay. Uh, there was a funeral home back there too. It was a combination. It was a little restaurant where we used to teenagers used to hang out, a yeah. hot dog stand, yeah. and then the funeral home was next door to that. Where were you? Were you in the church still, or did were you? I was eager to lead the march. Okay. So I wanted to be on the front line that night. So you wow. were. So what I did was, when they started coming out, I made my way out really quick. As you know, when we marched, we marched two abreast. Yeah. So I wiggled my way out and I wiggled up in between and I got right behind the two people who were in the front. All right. And so I actually saw them when they hit him in the top of his head with that billy club. And that scared me. And then I started to retreat, but I couldn't make it back into the church. They'd, they'd come after us then. So I immediately proceeded around the side of the church. That's, yeah. that's the south side. And I got cornered in the corner. I remember getting hit with a billy, billy club on the, on the right, mm -hmm. right elbow. They were on horseback. Yeah. As well. The only place I thought was a refuge was the cafe. Yeah. So I, you know, we, a group of us ran up in there. Yeah. But they were looking for C.T. Vivian. Yeah. So the funeral home was back there. Now they'd already got, C.T. had already gotten out. They put him in a casket and took him out of here like that. That's how he got out. So they thought he was in the restaurant. They didn't know he'd gone into the funeral home. So they came in the restaurant after him. But Cajun Lee was sitting there by the door. I had made it behind the counter by then. So he was sitting there by the door. And when, they, when the cops came in, they told us we had to leave. Well, Cajun didn't get up. And so they started pushing him around. And then, of course, his daughter started to try to yeah. end it. And then they started shoving her around. And that's when Jim Lee got the word and yeah. came into the cafe. And they, they just proceeded to beat him out of the cafe, back out here into the street. And, and and all the way back up here, he was shot up here somewhere. Oh, yeah. really? And so movie, we were in the cafe. In the movie, he was shot, shot in the cafe, in the cafe right? Yeah. No, he was not a shot in the cafe. We were in the cafe. Yeah, no, right. no firing went on in the cafe. I'm talking about the movie. That the movie. Well, the, the movie oh, from Hollyweird. <laughs> <laughs> from Hollyweird, they didn't ask right. us. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, no, he was shot out here somewhere. Okay. We were in the cafe when we heard the shots. Okay. So in order to keep from having witnesses, they came back to the restaurant and told us we had to get out. Yeah. You got to go. You are unlawful assembly. You know, you've got to yeah, get yeah. out. So, you know, we tried to come out of the back of the cafe. They really had to place around it. They were trying to get to CT. But they forced us out of there. We finally had to, you know, we were trying to be big, bad kids. You know, we're going to yeah. take our time and stroll on out, you know. <laughs> but when I got caught that shotgun, I told, I told you, you better get the movie. Oh, we took off then. <laughs> He was a. He, were you in school together then? Obviously, he was yes. much older than me. Oh, he had okay. been to the army and okay, come home. That's right. That's right. You know, yeah. so he was. He was yeah. in his yeah. probably late twenties, maybe okay. something like that. How come CT's not on the? 
And you know what? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah he should be on there, right? But he didn't yeah. make the march, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is the people who were actually there when, when the fray, you know. He was on his way to Selma somewhere by then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your name? Where's your name? I'm right here. Oh, no, I'm right here. Yeah. Uh, this is a misspell, by the way. By the way. My, this is a misspell, by the way. My cousin. Why they want to make me Maynard around here, I don't know. It's a southern drawl or something. It's Maynor. N-O-R. Yeah, it's N-O-R. Maynor. They can't change it now, you know? And I can't exit out. I can't blot it out. Yes, exactly. Yes. Maybe just okay, visually okay. walk us coming. You're, so you're coming out right at the front of the march. You're shimmying your way up, right? You oh, yeah. Out back, no, no. We out. came out this door right here. Okay. Yeah, you came out here and then. And then we two by four, two, two by two. And we made it to, like I said, about, about right there. On the sidewalk? No, we the were in the street. We <laughs> do the street. Mm -hmm. We do the street. And see, the thing about it is when we came out initially, we saw nobody. Mm. Yeah. We didn't see a soul. But by the time we got there, they were coming from everywhere. And every kind of, I had never seen some of these uniforms before. Right. You know, some were khaki, some were the traditional Alabama blue and gold yeah. or gold, whatever that is. And some were green, some were, and then they had also <laughs> deputized, as I was telling the folks at our table, they deputized some of our local citizens. Yeah. You know, and put them a cap on, you know. <laughs> they came out in their street clothes. These were our neighbors now. Yeah. Yeah. Get me wrong, these were our neighbors and friends. Is there a formal process for becoming a deputy? Like, did they have yeah. to swarm in? Or I don't know how they did it. I just know they were out here that night. Yeah, they gave them a hat and a billet. Yeah. So. yeah. You still uh, you see know. those neighbors? You know what? I was 15. I didn't know them. <laughs> you just knew that My parents good. knew them. Yeah. Our parents knew them. They worked for a lot of them. You know, so I didn't know. And believe it or not, there were a lot of teachers who sympathized with us. They they, they didn't stay in Marion very long, who worked no. at Judson. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they didn't stay in Marion very Has long. Has there been any reconciliation between the mob and the people that were brutalized that night? No, not really. Um, you know, a lot. You can see some change here in Marion, but there is a there's still a kind of a divide now. And, um, but I don't, I don't. There's no formal program of there's no, talking to one another, <clears throat> apology. No. Okay. No, that's not happened. Yeah. No. A lot of them don't even want to recognize it. I think yeah. they kind of sort of hide behind it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I listen to it, my people tell the stories of. See, they used to have the, the, um, the KKK rallies down yeah. Main Strip, Main yeah. Street there. And they would tell us how. How can you, how can you, look, you're supposed to be incognito with this thing over your head, but you, <laughs> but you drive in the car, you drive every day, <laughs> and everybody knows who you are anyway, you know what I mean? So go figure that, you know, so yeah. it's like they, they're hiding, but they're not really hiding, they really yeah. want you to know who they are. Yeah. But their children are now the ones who live here now. Yeah. So things are a little different, they're a little friendlier and that kind of thing, but even back then, there were a lot of white folks in this town that really didn't like what was going on. They, they were not a part of it. They just happened to get caught up in the moment. And, you know, the, the, the few that were in leadership roles, they just dictated to the rest of them how things supposed to be. And if they didn't go along with it, you know, they had a lot to deal with, too. So I, I sympathize with them. I understand what they were going through as well. Did, there, did those ideologies get passed down from generation to generation? Or do you think it kind of... Uh, I'm telling you, there is a divide in this town. There, there is a big divide in this town for no reason, you know, because 
you know, I have a few friends and I've made some friends since I've gotten here and they just happen to be white people. And we talk a lot and we talk about those kinds of things. We wonder why it is the way it is. We wish everybody could be like us, you know, the way we communicate with one another and the way we share and the way we do things together and the way we go places together and, you know. And sometimes I think we look like a kind of an odd couple because we always together. It's almost every day. We talk every day. We do things together, you know, but there are a lot of people here that just will not do that. And, and I'm not just talking about white folks now, I'm talking about some of us. We just have this deep-seated thing about white folks that all of them are evil, which is not the case. You know, because there was a lot of white people that came from all over this country and world who were out here in these streets with us every day. And they haven't forgotten. Bala Luzo. Yeah. Come all the way from Detroit. You hear me? Yeah. The place left her family and come down here and lose her life. Yeah. But I was going to say, it could be fear, the reason uh, black people. It could be. Yeah, which is sad, too. What? Fear is yeah. one, of the, one of the greatest, uh, worst things that you could ever have in life. It's fear. Fear. What, who, which one of our politicians said that the greatest something is fear <laughs> itself? <laughs> Come on, help me now. <laughs> My memory ain't that good. The only thing is fear itself. Thank you. Help me. You have to help me sometimes with that. But you know what I'm saying. We could be so much better if they would get over their little fears. Yeah. Marin is struggling. I mean, you know, this is a nice little town, but it's struggling right now. We're talking about doing some things. What really needs to happen? See, for some, what is it about men? We have a group of men in this town who want to be in charge, yeah. mm -hmm. but they're not very good at being in charge of themselves. So, yeah. but they are in leadership roles. Okay, so they're constantly bickering or they're constantly countering whatever the other one says, you know, to try to make a better point, when in reality, neither one of them are making any points at all that benefit the people in this community. And so we're trying to change that, but it's gonna take the women to do it. That's right. It's gonna take the women to do it. And we've been talking about it. Now, it's gonna be an uphill battle, because they're gonna to try to chew us up and spit us out. And I know that. So we kind of sort of, we're gonna to have to go to war what did your parents think of your activism? Because there's been, we've heard a lot of discussion among the young people how they had to negotiate and kind of work around their parents. Some of those parents had no choice because they worked for, you know. So if they got involved, they had already been, they were told, if you get involved, you know, what are we going to do? But the children, on the other hand, had nothing to lose. So they were out on the front line. They couldn't stop the kids. Now, some of the parents did try to keep their kids from going. Let's be honest. I mean, some of them dared their children to go marching, and some did not leave that campus. Unlike my mother, oh no, you must go. You must go. You going. You going. Cause some, she's on there somewhere. I can't find her. She's green. Matisha Green. She, yeah, you go. I know she's over there somewhere. Matisha Green. Why wasn't she afraid? Well, we, we were, we were uh, independent. We had our own land. We did not stay on, on farms, and we were not sharecroppers. She was a seamstress. She was self-employed. Didn't, we didn't have no fear. We, we, didn't have, we didn't have any fear of repercussions anyway, so we kind of sort of could do what we wanted to do. How much do the next generation of kids know about all of this? Have they been taught intentionally? Is it talking about Mine do. Yours do? 
because I tell my, I've been telling this story for years. My children know, and 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 I sent them here when they live. You know, they were raised in Detroit, which is that's ironic because they can actually they actually live here now. A lot of kids live were raised in the city, won't come near the south. Yeah. Don't want no parts of it, just because of what they heard. But I made it a point to bring them here and send them here every summer when school was out. And I'd make them stay with my mom, my grandma on the farm. I wanted them to see how we lived. I wanted them to understand there's something better than a cement jungle, the city. I wanted them to see another way to live, so I sent them here. So they know all of this. We taught it and I talked, my grandma my grandmother told it. So they got they got the history. So that's what we do now. We 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 teach all the time, and tell the story, and, and uh, go to the schools and bring the kids out, bring them to the events, try to get them involved. You know, to let them know what what, what really happened. But let me tell you, I, I I am very 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 um, appreciative of all of you who come here who continue to tell the story. And I, sometimes I think we don't tell it enough around here mm -hmm. because I, some of our children have no clue. Mm -hmm. Uh, what actually went on here in Marion. So we have to do a better job locally, you know, to get the word out. It's not taught in the schools at all, probably, huh? uh, I imagine some teachers do, but it's probably going to be the kind of thing where they do on their own. I don't think it's, it's not required. You know, it's not a required uh, curriculum at all. Yeah. So we're going to keep telling the story. And... Uh, we invite you to come back again. Is there, is there Any Coretta stories? Coretta lived right up the road, you know. Right up 29 here. Uh, her father had a store up there. They were also independent. He was a minister. Uh, she went to my alma mater, Lincoln High School, that great institution. She was very well educated because that was one of the premier schools here in Perry County was Lincoln High School. It turned out more scholars, I think, than any of the schools in the area at that time. Most of them went on to get PhDs, you know, degrees in, in various things. So, um, she was. It was a black. It was an all-black school, but now it was started by missionaries. Mm -hmm. These were white folks. Now, if you look at our history, now look back at our long-time history. All of them were white, and it was an industrial school. It was more like a college than a high school. In fact, it started out as a college. Mm -hmm. And they were teaching nursing and, you know, different uh, trades. Uh, exactly. What year would this have been? This, this was... American Missionary Association? This yes. Yeah. It was way... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't... I, the dates don't... You know, it kind of slipped me right now. But this is during and after the Civil War. The, yes, the American was. Missionary well, Association Well, they saw a need in this right? area. Mm -hmm. oh, really? You know, this was this was really... You know, they talk about Perry County. Now I'm talking about this one of the... Uh, the Black Belt being the poorest in the state. But I, it may have gotten its name from then because let me tell you we were dirt poor back then so these uh, people came in here they taught farming uh, I remember we had a place here where you could actually the stuff that you farm off of your farm you could take it and have it canned as opposed mm -hmm. to the way we canned it it was just put in a can I remember that as a little bitty kid I was now nah, I was really little then but I remember that so they did a lot for us and then they, then they of course they started Lincoln School and it turned out to be, that's, if, if for those of you who don't know, that's the birthplace of Alabama State. Oh. Lincoln High School is the birthplace of Alabama State. All right, started right out there.
Boy writes about this, right? Because he says amidst yes. the ruin and the raping after the after the Civil War, right. um, the only way the reconstruction is going to happen is these missionaries go out and try to start schools anywhere they anywhere they could, they because did. you've got millions of freed Africans, mm. yeah. and without access to to literacy, right. they're still in, in essence enslaved. So you've yeah. got these missionary associations, right. and largely women educators, and they black and women. white women educators they that were, were starting women. that were starting were schools. We didn't have a male principal until years later. Like years later. Uh, Miss Phillips was our first principal, and she was awesome. She was awesome. We talk about her all the time. Thank you so much for coming. And I know y'all gotta go. Please feel welcome to come back anytime. You're welcome. Thanks, <laughs> Mark. Yes, yes. I'm so glad I did too. Good to see. Oh look, y'all just have a great time coming back home. Please tell everybody you love you some Marin, Alabama. Please. Do come back. <laughs> we are at Zion, historic Zion United Methodist Church. This is one of the places where we held our mass meetings during the Civil Rights Movement. It is the place where we held a meeting on the day, which I think it was February 17, 1965, and on that night, Jimmy Lee Jackson was killed out in front of the church. And what's this? This is a memorial to commemorate that day and as well as commemorate all those people who were on the front line and foot soldiers the night that Jimmy Lee Jackson was killed. Where's your name? Read your name for me. And my name is Della Simpson Maynor. Except they spelled it wrong. Except they spelled my last name wrong, but that's okay. As long as the Della May is right, that's who everybody knows. Della May Simpson. These are my brothers. Llewellyn Simpson and William Simpson. My sister is also on here. Her name, at that time, she had married. And Clara Jean Savage, she's somewhere on here. I can never remember where they are, but anyway. And then my mother is here. She was the reason why we were on the front line. Her name was Matisha Green. And of course, my, my first cousin, my mother and her mother was sisters. Her name is Evelyn Turner. She's the wife of our fearless leader, Albert Turner Sr. It's a family affair. Yes, it was a family affair, absolutely. Those were some awesome times. We did not realize at the time what we were doing, in a sense.